there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season's in full gear. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props. A lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. Welcome to another instant reaction on what was three hours of absolute dreck. Baker Mayfield, television star, big-time personality, saved the broadcast, saved a night of dreary football. My takeaway was I was absolutely rooting for Baker Mayfield to drive at 98 yards for a winning touchdown. I'm in the story business. It's a great story. And, you know, everybody knows my history with Baker Mayfield. I think that's honestly the most impressive win of his career. And I'm dead serious. He won a playoff game. Go back and look at that Cleveland roster. The O-line was like number two in the league. Nick Chubb, David Njoku, good receivers, Miles Garrett. That was a really, really good roster. And they beat kind of a old Big Ben, you know, kind of a wobbly Steeler team. This was impressive. Ben Skoranek was his go-to receiver tonight a second-year pro who was fourth or fifth on the depth chart, missing multiple offensive linemen. That's impressive. To walk into a city, new playbook, new coach, new system, new teammates. I mean, nobody really knows Baker. Fist bumped a few guys. I mean, Kirk Herbstreet said, I've been in town. He goes, I got here Tuesday for a speaking engagement. I've been in town longer than Baker Mayfield. To walk in and kind of, you could tell throughout the course of the game, Baker Mayfield was just getting the information from Sean McVay and instantly relaying it to his team. <laughs> and I, re- I imagine as Baker moved to the line of scrimmage, McVay was telling him kind of what the play was going to precisely look like. Raiders had, because of Max Crosby, a decent pass rush. It's not a great defense. But um, that loss, even by Raiders standards, worst of the year for them. They're now probably on the outside uh, looking in for the playoffs because they end the year with the Niners and the Chiefs. So they really, really needed this win. But that was really impressive by Baker Mayfield. The other thing is you don't really – I mean, what makes sports is the stories. I mean, everybody loves their home team. And everybody dislikes the rival to the home team. But 
the reason we watch games beyond our favorite team or the team we grew up with is the the drama, the chance for upsets. I mean, the Raiders were hot. Uh, the Raiders were healthier. The fact the Raiders could not pick up a first down uh, on third and one, you don't deserve to be a playoff team. You don't deserve to win that game. But what made tonight special for Baker is it was a great story. Um, a lot of his faults and problems are his. I mean, let's be honest. He couldn't step to the podium for his weekly press conference in Cleveland without pissing somebody off, right? Like, he just wasn't quite ready to be the face of a franchise. He had more commercials than touchdown passes, seemingly. He didn't have great judgment. It was my knock coming out of college. And in the end, he just ticked off too many people. Andrew Barry, the coach, teammates, and it unraveled. And then he goes to... You know, Carolina and, you know, they want to see Sam Darnold play. But you had to root for Baker Mayfield tonight. Come on. I mean, the reason we watch this stuff is upsets and drama and stories outside of our favorite teams we grew up with. That was a great story. And not only was it a great story, because of the multiple holding calls on the Rams tonight, Baker was 22 of 35, 230 yards, a touchdown, no interception. I'm I, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, he had at least two, but I think three other really nice completions that were negated due to holding calls. Uh, and Baker's always throwing a pretty good ball when he can set his feet, clean pocket. That's never been his problem. You know, he gets a little squirrely sometimes when he's moving or he rushes things, his judgment. Um, but if he can set and throw, I mean, that, you know, he was a number one pick for a reason. Set and throw, let it rip. He can be accurate. But you know, there's sometimes, is this ever true for you? Sometimes the more I get into golf, start taking lessons, or I start playing more, my golf gets worse. I'm overthinking. And then I'll take like six months off. I'll go golf for the first time in the summer. It happened this year in Rhode Island. I played the best round of golf I've played in like four years. I just went out and played. I didn't, I didn't overthink it. Baker was playing tonight on adrenaline, a little anxiety, a lot of nerves, didn't overthink it. McVeigh said, here's the play, relay it, step back and let it rip. And it's impressive. I'm, I'm serious. That's about as impressive a moment that Baker Mayfield's had. I mean, listen, we all know the playoff win in Cleveland for people in Ohio is going to go down as, as a very memorable day. That's a really good team. That was a really good O-line. That was a really good roster. <laughs> this Ram offense is, I mean, Baker Mayfield made the Rams watchable. You know, we saw this a couple nights ago. I was thinking about this with Brady. Struggled. And then his last two drives. You know, the defense goes into a little prevent. The defense is on the field. You start giving up, you know, 7, 10, 12 yards. Defense on the field, end of a game, defense gets tired. Suddenly the defense, you know, the Saints against Brady, the Raiders against Baker gets a little more vulnerable, a little more gassed. You're asking, you know, you're asking these big guys to be on the field those last two drives um, after three and a half hours. Brady and Baker Mayfield, when's the last time they were mentioned? In the same sentence. But you had to root for Baker tonight. I mean, that was fun. It, it really was a lot like that Buccaneer Saints game with Brady. Just drek until the final two drives. <laughs> it really was.
I think from this point forward, anytime you mention Baker, you should also simultaneously mention Tom Brady. That's the new rule in broadcasting. Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady. Way to go, Baker. You know, we live in the same hometown now. Could invite him on the volume. Be an excellent guest. Not sure he'd accept it. He's going to be busy actually learning the playbook. Isn't that amazing? I mean, think about, speaking of Brady, when Brady moved to Tampa, he literally held secret practices that were taped by a helicopter. Like 10 frantically trying to learn the playbook with a loaded roster. And 12 games in, all those practices, Brady was 7-5. and five, The protection was bad. He was screaming at teammates. Baker Mayfield is in town with a bad roster. He doesn't know. He can't spell Ben Skoranek. His best receiver, he doesn't know where he went to college. He's never seen him play. They've probably never run, you know, they've never run in-game routes, obviously. And Baker Mayfield was pretty accurate tonight when he had reasonable time to throw. He's pretty accurate. And Raider fans, I've supported you all year. You earned that L. You absolutely earned every inch of that L. That was bad. And I've been on the Raiders bandwagon all year. That was awful. That was just awful. Tip of the cap to Baker Mayfield. All right, time for Sharper Square. Chad Millman, CCO Action Network, all odds provided by FanDuel. By the way, before we get into our picks, I think a really fascinating situation. I'm going to throw this at you. So I do mock drafts all day. I got no life, right? And so in this league, often you will get really good players having a down year. They get hurt. Bad system. Rarely do you get average players having a great year. Geno Smith. I am betting against him next year duplicating this, right? So you're Seattle. You're the GM. They have two firsts, two seconds, a third, two fourths. So those are seven high quality picks. Do you, would you give up a, th- yes. a third for Jordan Love, who will be 25 bigger than Bryce Young, more talented than C.J. Stroud, and more seasoned than all of them. I would give up a third for him, still have two first, two seconds, two fourth. I wouldn't draft a quarterback because I think, here's what I think, Chad. If you look at that roster, they have two needs. Nose tackle, their first pick, Georgia. Looks like the next Fletcher Cox. And then you can argue center or another receiver. It's a good center and wide receiver draft until about late second. I wouldn't draft a quarterback. I would go get Jordan Love with a third. Been in the league, good coaching, behind a star. Is he any less talented than C.J. Stroud? He's he's five inches, four inches bigger and heavier by 25 pounds than Bryce Young. What would you do as GM? Quarterback is such an important position in the NFL. You have that much draft capital. I would be as aggressive as possible. Package Geno Smith, maybe a number one, maybe a number two. 
try to get as close to the top of the draft as possible and get a player at quarterback who you believe is going to be your generational talent. I would not do it with Jordan Love. I think there's enough tape on Jordan Love from practices and preseason games for GMs to understand who he is at this point. And also know that Aaron Rodgers, when they're re-signing Aaron Rodgers, they couldn't have believed in Jordan Love. Because if they did, the same way the Packers were like, we got to get Aaron Rodgers to start playing. We got to get rid of Brett Favre. If Jordan Love was that good, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be there anymore because he's a pain in the ass. So I disagree with you. Remember, Seattle does have Denver's first pick. So they're going to have a top five pick without giving up anything. Then, I then then by the way, I'd stand pat. There are multiple quarterbacks who could go top five right now that you believe could be of that kind of talent to be perennial pro bowlers. You don't need to go trade for a guy who's three years in that a lot of people don't think is the next guy. I wouldn't do it. All right. As they say, uh, you know, I'm pouring, I'm pouring, I'm pouring cold water on your hot take. All right. Well, wouldn't be the first guy. So I like, <laughs> I've been very much an underdog guy all year. I'm going to start with a favorite I like. Okay. Everybody now pouring cold water on the Dolphins. No, 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 no. Missing both tackles against the best defense in about six years in the league. The Chargers are poorly coached. Inconsistent O-line and receiver. Miami's a real team. We overreacted to that loss. The fact they were competitive late is impressive. They were missing both tackles against the best defensive front in the sport. I think Miami is better coached. Stayed out west, bounces back as a favorite, minus three. Really like the Dolphins, sharper square. Not only do the wise guys disagree with you on this, uh, on the favorites pod today, this was what we call our big balls bet of the week. <laughs> you got to have balls if you want to bet the Los Angeles Chargers and a team that's been banged up with a really big coaching deficit, because I agree, the Dolphins are just better, much better coached than the Los Angeles Chargers. But the Chargers as dogs are different than the Chargers as favorites. The Chargers as dogs, there's so much variance in how they play, what their play calling is. They're complete wild cards in a game that probably can be a shootout, because I do think that the Dolphins are struggling with injuries. And the number's three and a half, so you're getting the hook. Right now, this is a total pros-Joes game with the squares on the Dolphins and the wise guys on the Chargers. All right, let's go back to dogs, which I usually like. Deshaun Watson's going to be better in week two than week one. Divisional game, plus six. They've had their number. Bengals off a wildly crucial watch disgust game over the Chiefs. Pull back a little. Browns plus six or five and a half. Sharper square. Great number, totally sharp play, divisional game, playing against with the Browns 
a team that did horribly against a team that is even worse in the Texans. Uh, this game probably should be lined around four, but there's inflation on the Bengals because they are now the public darling. And what they did to the Chiefs, which we talked about, love the Bengals as two and a half point home underdogs. Uh, it's exactly what we thought they would do. But now the market is so overinflated on the Bengals. Uh, you have to take the Browns in this, another one where there's a huge discrepancy. You've got a lot of tickets. Tickets are usually an indication of the uh, squares of the public coming in. They're all coming in on the Bengals, but the money coming in on the Browns. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Football season's underway. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. The promo code is always Colin. FanDuel has tons of betting options. I like the same game parlay. Bet a little, win a lot. FanDuel's app is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings really fast. The no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. Promo code Colin. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. I think my favorite bet of the week as a dog is the Panthers plus four at the Seahawks. I think this team plays hard. I think they like Sam Darnold. I think Seattle struggled to put away what is currently an awful Rams team. Uh, I think Seattle's a better story than a team. People buy into sometimes stories and narratives. This game, to me, is 
last second, not shocked if Carolina wins. For the record, Brian Burns, rookie offensive tackle, watch out. I like Carolina plus the point, sharper square. Totally sharp. Complete agreement on this. Uh, Seattle's really been struggling the past few games. Kenneth Walker, he looked like the odds-on favorite. He was the odds-on favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Last three games, that running game has been struggling. He's injured, did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, His backup is injured, did not practice as well. They're in a lot more third and long situations, which does not play to Geno's strength. And you're right about the Panthers. When Baker Mayfield isn't the quarterback for this team, they're a mediocre to decent team. Defensively, they're really good on explosive plays, defending explosive plays. And J.C. Horn, he's had 361 coverage snaps this year. He's allowed 138 yards. <laughs> he's great. So he's great. So if you look at like the other side of it, we just said the Seahawks need to run the ball, but they're going to have a hard time doing it. So then you've got a lockdown corner who can take away DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. So now you've basically eliminated all the things that the Seahawks can do. Uh, I think the wise guys agree that this is a good number and they expect it to be a close game. Vikings getting a point and a half. All odds provided by FanDuel. Still a better team, more balanced than Detroit. Detroit off a big win feeling themselves. It is still an absolutely awful back end of the defense. Even if they outplay Minnesota, Minnesota's got that veteran quarterback, lots of weapons. This is a classic I just don't trust Detroit as a favorite. I'll take more stability, um, at least a a defense that can occasionally situationally make some stops. Sharper square, I'll take the Vikings and the points. You are playing uh, pretty square on that one. I don't agree that you can say the Vikings are a better team than the Lions. In fact, If you look at the numbers, look at the advanced metrics, which is what wise guys like to do. They don't do total yards on offense, total yards on defense. They like to look at the next level. They look to look at the metrics that tell you the story of the game, regardless of what the final score is. So one of those metrics is called DVOA, right? right? Lions 13th overall in DVOA, Vikings 20th. Lions 9th in offense on DVOA, Vikings 18th. Defense, Lions 19th, Vikes 18th. And by the way, since the Lions came out of the bye and since they fired their defensive backs coach, this is a team that statistically, offensively and defensively, is pretty much the Cincinnati Bengals. And everyone thinks the Cincinnati Bengals are now going to the Super Bowl. So the reason why you have a team that is has a much worse record that is favored at home against the team that is leading their division by many, many games is because the professionals feel like the Lions are probably a better team than the Vikings. Uh, and the fact you're getting it at one and a half is a really good number. I recommend you take it. Um, sometimes I don't understand numbers and I stay away. But I actually think when Mike White's at quarterback, it's a reasonably capable offense. They're now getting 10. Revenge is overrated in divisional games. I think Buffalo's a good team. 10 against the Jets defense? Seems awfully optimistic. I would take the points with the Jets. I think they're a real football team. Sharper Square. 
believe it or not, it's square. So right now, the number of tickets, the, the Jets are the public underdog in this game. So you mentioned the numbers at 10. It was at nine. The tickets are coming in on the Jets, but the money, the professionals are on the bills. And so we've had what's called the reverse line move. That's when the preponderance of tickets are on one side, but the money is on the other side and it moves in the direction of the money, not in the direction of the tickets. And I think one, people believe Mike White is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. But now you're getting tape on Mike White. You've got six games of tape in the past couple of years. It's easier to figure out who this guy is. I think the wise guys feel like the Bills will be able to scheme against him differently. And I also think they believe the Bills are getting healthy. And look, what they did against the Patriots uh, 10 days ago was really impressive uh, to beat a team that people thought was on the ascent in the Patriots uh, and do it convincingly on the road in a short week. That's not easy to do. You don't do that often in the NFL. So there's a lot of enthusiasm for what the Bills can be right now. All right, time for I'm not sure what to do with this game. I want to ask you, Jags plus three and a half at the Titans coming off a humiliating loss. Vrabel off a humiliating loss. My guess is at home, they play their arse off. Um, But I didn't bet it. Tell me the side, sharp or square. The sharp side is the Jaguars if... There is a huge Trevor Lawrence question right now. He injured his toe. Is he going to be playing? I think the expectation is that he will be playing. What you do by beating the Titans is uh, you, by beating the Jags, is by throwing the ball. The Titans don't have a downfield threat. Traylon Brooks is not expected to play because of the concussion protocols. And the Jags have a really good rush defense. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, let's say Trevor Lawrence does play. The Titans defense is crushed by injuries, especially in the secondary. They're just like, they're playing guys literally off the street right now. So you're buying a little bit low on the Jacks because what happened with the Lions, they got completely blown out and the Titans need to win by mar- by a margin. It's not like one or two points. They need to win by more than a field goal. That's actually when you fade Rabel. So um, the wise guys, if they get Trevor Lawrence, are going to be on the Jacks. Okay, now try to talk me into a game. For the record, last week, the minute the game started, I knew you were right. It was Denver. And I looked at them again this week at nine and a half, and I'm like, God, I hate it, but is that the game? Last week, I I begged you. I begged you you to bet the Broncos, and I begged you to bet the Rams. I'm going to do it again. Not with the Rams. I'm going to beg you, beg you, beg you to bet the Broncos. I will have more money on the Broncos this week than any other game. Forget about the teams. Let's just say you put your hand over the franchises. If you blindly bet home underdogs of seven or more, the last 20 years, they cover 56% of the time. And by the way, when when I give that number, it's not like, oh, they win six times out of 10. That's a 400 plus game sample size. It is a lot of games, right? Take it one step further. You've got a team with a 65 plus percent winning percentage. That's Kansas City Chiefs against a team that is losing game, that is winning at 25% or less. Their winning percentage is 25% or less. Since 2016, 
those winning teams, the teams that win, are covering at a 36% rate. Okay? That's terrible. Let's take it one step further. And there's a reason for all this. Patrick Mahomes in November and December in his career is 32 and 5. Against the spread, 17, 18, and 2. The reason why all this happens is because when you get later in the year, you have bigger favorites. The bigger favorites are always the teams that have won for two straight months. They're the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And so they're inflated. The public is going to come in on them. Bookmakers know that. So you are always getting extra value when you fade, when when you bet against those teams because those teams are so beloved by the public. Monday Night Football, Patriots, Cardinals. Be my betting buddy, Colin. I know it's hard. I I told you, I hate betting bad offenses. Terrible. Betting is terrible. Patriots, Cardinals, who would you take? I'd probably take the Cardinals. Um, It's interesting. We've talked about this. Like When we do the podcasts, uh, we do one on Tuesday. We do one on Thursday. On Thursday. But in those 48 hours, we get a lot of calls from professional bettors who like to talk about the games that we were talking about and sort of give us their take. And uh, we call it sharp calls. And there were a lot of sharp calls this week, like in Arizona. Um, It's a little bit because the Pats seem to be in some offensive disarray. Uh, I think that we're talking, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago with the Cardinals prior to the bye. I liked them as dogs uh, against the Chargers and that covered. It's because they were finally healthy. Like they got Hollywood Brown. They got DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins has been all world since he came back. You're just getting a better look at that offense. And the Pats, if they struggled with anything defensively, it's been with Russian quarterbacks. So I favor the Cardinals. Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, my man. I'll talk to you later. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green Show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.